Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. Day number two at ACC kickoff for Wesson Walker live at the Weston Uptown Charlotte Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you joining us for the next three hours and then... We'll hand it off to Kyle Bailey. we got another packed show for you. So many guests. More guests today than even we had on yesterday. And there was a lot then, too. We have Aiden White, all ACC corner, going to be joining us out of NC State at 1 o'clock. We have Dave Doran. We have Cedric Gray. Joe Ovius is scheduled to join us at 1.20. We have Cade Klubnik on. I think I'm done. But with so much chaos going on at ACC Media Day, who knows? We could have so many other people that joins us. All those people are joining us, and yet I can't even get one half of the show on. All those other people, and yet Wes is still ditching me. Yesterday, Wes hopped on the first segment, and then he said, yeah, I'm going to go get some lunch, and I'll be back in the 2 o'clock hour. Last night, I asked him, all right, so what's the schedule going to be like? And he said, yeah, it's going to be the same exact schedule that was happening yesterday, and now there's no Wes to be found. So, once again, Fiddy, here in his long pants that Jeff Rickard reminded you of quite a bit because he was still in shock that Fiddy actually wore long pants to this thing. The fact that he's here, this is just going to be another opportunity for Fiddy to put his name on the show. Is this going to be another angle you use in order for this to be the Fiddy and Walker show? Yeah, no, I mean, it's not what I'm going for. You, you know, I, I'm not here to try and, and make it all about me. What's, what's going on with my headset? <laughs> Something going on with my. There we go. All right, I had the wrong one turned up, so I'm an idiot. No, it's very a dynamic. Run. It's um, a smooth. It's <laughs> with the very dynamic. You know, so it's not what I'm going for, but it's it's technically what's happened is that Wes isn't here. He just texted, said that I'm coming slightly late, and he needs to go to the men's room. But wow. Okay, so you're just going to reveal all of that. Yeah, we, dude, we're we're an open show. We tell you what what's going on, and uh, look, when you come back on Monday, and it's the Wes and Walker show featuring. Fitty, mm-hmm. you only have yourself to blame. <laughs> it's it's not me. Now, I know you're mad at me, though, and I really didn't understand why. So last night, it was a big old plan. We're going to have a Weston Walker night out plus flounder. You guys were all supposed to hang out at ACC reception. It was the second day. Now, I heard the first day it was popping. The second day, I was hoping that it would be nice out there, and it was. It was a lot of fun at Merchant and Trade. But it, but <laughs> was it? <laughs> it's not anything. It's not anything that you guys got to enjoy. Are you guys still mad at me? Or are you more mad at Wes? And are you going to chastise him when he gets here? Well, like here's the thing. Oh, it's both of you. Um, <laughs> this is a WFNZ conspiracy, as the X Files music will, will tell you. Did you really take time to text Troppy to fire this as you were about to talk? Oh no, I laid this out when I got into the station this morning. That is premeditated. We were told via text message and in person by Wes Bryant, you don't need you don't need your credentials. You just walk right into the thing. <laughs> Flounder was here yesterday. I didn't tell you that, though. You but can't no, get mad at me. But you di- didn't bother picking up our credentials. Then we walk up, and I'm like, dude, I'm pretty sure we're going to get credentialed. We open the door. 
hey guys, where's your credentials? We can't let you in. Like they knew we did not belong. And what do we do? We panic. I send a text to the Three Kings chat. I can see you panicking. Flounder goes, nah, screw that. We're going to call them. We call Walker. We call Wes. You did not call me. Anthony or Flounder did. 100% I called you, and, brother. And, and no answers, no response. I called Colin Hoggard to wish him a happy birthday and told him I'm leaving to go to the event. And he said, represent us well. <laughs> this is where it becomes a WFNZ thing. Y'all didn't want us out there. We were lied to about the credential. You didn't want us on set because you knew we were going to be the headline. And what should have been a fun night out for Fiddy and Flounder turned into a night only thing for the Wes and Walker Fiddy show. Fiddy and All right. I'm, so I'm, now, I'm, I can already oh, feel the cap. All right. Up, so, so, so finally, we, we have one half of the show. You know, are, were you eating lunch? Or are you going to eat lunch and no, just again? No, I just got done. All right, I just got done. So now Wes is here. We just had Wade Forrest in the room. And and then he, he walks in with Fiddy talking about how he wasn't allowed out because of something that Wes told him. I told you to bring the credentials, so uh, you can't blame it on me. But you missed out because we had a nice bonding experience. To be honest with you, I don't want to rub it in even more so. Yeah. But I'm going to keep it real. It's exactly uh, what happened. We had yeah. a great time. Is, is, are you corroborating this? Story? Yes, he is. Oh, I, trust okay. me. I'm going to throw Flounder on the bus too. <laughs> Oh, you guys! Oh, you guys screwed us because we <laughs> yeah. we well, we texted you. We called both of you. I didn't get a call from yes. either of you guys. Wait, yes, wait, you wait. Did. You might have been. Hold on. I got to look at the call log. <laughs> it, it I might have, have been. your number saved. Might have been. Because I had no issues getting in. I walked That's right up. That's even worse. You don't have the number saved. Oh, my God. Hold on. Love, let me see. Oh, my God. All the guy said to me was, he said, you guys here for the event. Me and my girlfriend, they said, you guys here for the event. We said, yes. He let us through. What I love, though, what the is the fact that Flounder and Fitty, there's so much shenanigans just oozing from them that everybody <laughs> knows. No. These yeah, guys are not professional. I think you guys got typecast. Well, I think I you looked up. Well, I mean, look, man, to be fair, Flounder's got the North Carolina backwards hat on, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm part of the media. We're here. We're professional. No. You get away. You're not coming to the media event. And then you are alongside Flounder, and both of you are guilty by association. Yeah, but, I mean, I was dressed to impress. I had on a nice pair of shorts. I had my Radio 1 polo on. I like a nice pair of shorts. That's what I like. I even – this is how the – I (laughs) Like you would wear gym shorts. (laughs) I trimmed my beard. I used the – Oh, big You know, the the (laughs) – the best smelling body wash I had, the cologne. Like I okay. was, I was ready to go out and you have did, a night. You did all that just to eat dinner? I was going out with okay. my guys. Yeah, this. Uh, honestly, now I feel bad. If you really brought out the cologne for ACC oh, media dinner, I got it on today too because I did the same thing. Even though there's no dinner when I get done working, you are in a very good mood today. You were excited to hop in because I guess you didn't get to go out yesterday, and so now you're here. I can't smell your cologne, which is actually a good thing because we're a little far apart. So I'll smell you later and let you know if you're doing a good it, job. His cologne is natural musk, so uh, yeah. you don't want to smell it. Mm. All right. Fair Stay enough. Back. Fair Stay enough. back. All right, Wes, how are you doing today, uh, man? We're doing good, man. We've been <laughs> off and running. Uh, just had two straight teams, Boston College in a room, and then oh. Wake Forest. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. What? Hold on one second. Oh, this is a power move. <laughs> oh. Hold on. So you're telling me, too, uh-huh. that we had this entire operation to try to get Fiddy a pair of university blues. Fiddy, it's your fault. Like, we can all agree on that. Yeah, it is. But Because but, Fiddy didn't capitalize when it was the time. Yeah. But you didn't do it. You have talked about how badly you wanted the pair of university blues. And so what does Wes do after? He doesn't text you back to allow you into oh, the dinner event big. last night. Wes shows up. 
in your pair of shoes, Fitty. Yeah. He shows up. Those are yours. Are you and you just let him go. Is, it's it's finally confirmed. <laughs> um, young Shrop is Wes's favorite. I'm getting booted off the show. It's going to be the Wes and Walker show featuring Shroppy after today. Yeah. My heart's never been more broken, and I've been left three times by the same woman. Wes and Mandy. <laughs> And laying it on thick. He's leaving out details for you guys of how uh. much I tried to help him. Uh, you know, I told him I, I, I had the Jama rants. I Those took things him are clean. I didn't too, want them. Man. I appreciate it. I, and so after I got them, I told him I tried to go back into the app to try to help him get a pair because I know a 10 would be one of the easiest sizes to get. And it grayed out. I couldn't do anything. <sighs> so then I was sending him resources. I told him it was on the Nike app and the sneakers. Meanwhile, app. you had already gotten yours. Like, yeah, it was all good. Yeah, I did. I was, I was, you know, sitting pretty content. That's fantastic. I love that you wore those today. Yeah, that and then amazing. I told him, uh, I gave him the the number for Hibbit Sports in Monroe. I said Hibbit yep. gets all the releases. Go there. So, okay. you know, he didn't take advantage. That, he didn't want them bad enough. It's amazing. It's it's fantastic. I love that you brought them because they look so good. I it's just insult it, to injury. Fiddy, don't look at him. Don't look at his shoes because <laughs> my heart's broken. Hurt. I've it, never it been be. more defeated in my Mac. life. I already saw Mac this morning. I thought Mac was going to give me a hard time. He just told me that I outdid him because I thought he was going to say, Wes, I, I knew always that you loved us. Yeah. That's what I thought he was going to say. Well, I mean, look, I, you're wearing them. I'm just saying, <laughs> at ACC Media Day, I don't see any black and gold shoes. Yeah, how, how ironic. I see Carolina blue shoes. That's yeah. what I see. And it, it looks good on them, Wes. They do. I, I knew you grew up a Florida State fan, but you're, you're a Carolina kid at heart. We're always looking to add to the ever-growing fan base. Carolina blue yeah. looks good on you. Come on over, baby. I call it Houston oiler blue. That's what I call it. I, uh, I those say are, the oilers. Hey, there is a tag for those. Yeah. It is university blue, and yes. we know what university they're mentioning. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and open up the doors. Let's pull up to the scene. It's been a little bit, but Shroppy can still handle it back at the Planet Kia Studios. Open up the door, Shroppy. Let's get off the bus. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Let's start with some Carolina Panthers talk. Day two of training camp down, of course, at the one and only Spartanburg, South Carolina. We heard from Bryce Young yesterday. Here he is discussing how he can't say what he's singing in the talent show that happens every single year for the rookies that are supposed to participate, but he is ready to entertain. What are you saying at the talent show? Oh, come, I can't spoil that for everyone. <laughs> if y'all ask me after I do it, I'll tell you. But it's a lot of suspense building from that right now, and I can't, I can't, I can't undo it. Of course, I practice in the shower almost every night. So, um, what you say? It is R&B. I'll give that a little. I'll give that away. But what you say? Don't always gotta be closed. You know, I'm more of a visualizer. I see the crowd. You know, a little crowd control. That's that's more my thing. So I had to sing karaoke in a not-too-far-away past. It was like a couple of weekends ago. And I always go with the Humpty Dance. I was pressured into going with Gangsta's Paradise. Mm -hmm. So no R&B for me because you don't want to hear me sing, but I was good enough to rap some of that. What song would you choose, Wes, if you were pressured to sing at a rookie event, what song would you bring to the table? I actually had to do that uh, at the University of Florida. They did that, man. i never been more nervous in my life. <laughs> I got up and tried to sing a music soul child song, but it just didn't go oh, well. I, that'd be great. And I just told him. If I you said, leave? Did you, did you go? No, it was, um, oh, I forget what it was, but I just told okay. him after a while, I said, man, this just isn't going to happen. Whatever you guys are going to do to me for not singing, you're just going to have to do it because I'm not singing today. That's tough. Fiddy, what song would you sing? I'd probably go to something out of the Luke Combs collection. Okay. Or the 
Friday staple, maybe I try Piano Man. Yeah, that would be good. I think uh, both of those options would be good. Even if he can't sing, it does look like Bryce Young is off to a good start down at training camp. 9 of 12 in team drills. Had a couple of deep passes to DJ Chark. One, somebody got a video of it. Despite their best effort, most of the time, to squander any video opportunities down in Spartanburg, we did get a video of Bryce Young completing a deep throw to DJ Chark. We've talked about the deep threat, whether it be TMJ, who was graded very highly on those routes by Pro Football Focus, or DJ Chark, who is just a burner. We know about the 40 coming out out of college and we know how good he was when he was healthy with Detroit how aggressive do you expect Bryce Young to be this year in his rookie season under Frank Reich I mean I think he knows only one way to play this has been a guy that's been as I said a very pedigree quarterback from the jump he only knows one way to play and that's to go out there get the job done if you get open he's going to find you with the football I think he's going to adapt to the NFL game because we know we all hear about how in the NFL just a little bit open is open as opposed to college sometimes where guys are definitely defined and wide open pretty quickly but I think Bryce Young is going to play his game and if you get open he's gonna find you with the football no question about it all right so here's the story to me that is developing because you get a couple every training camp session it's why i watch the wide receivers because always we're gonna hype up a wide receiver and i'm guilty of it as much as anybody man if you get a, a one good day at practice i'm one that is gonna run with the hype train and i recognize about myself i recognize that fault but LaVisca Chenault is getting a lot of hype, and this is not anything I expected to come at this volume. Darren Gant on Twitter reported that LaVisca Chenault was taking individual drills with the running backs. This is not something that is all that new. Darren Gant did say he's going to touch the ball a good bit this year, though. He was in the backfield during yesterday's team drills, lined up there and motioning into some two-back looks, a lot of different ways to use him. If you look at how many times he touched the football last year with Carolina, it was at 36. Is it an easy over? I mean, Wes, the way they're talking about this guy, someone that I thought, I mean, had potential to be a surprise cut, that's the reason it would be a surprise because no one's really talking about it. But I don't even think that's in the cards anymore, the way they're talking about it, the way they talk about a guy that is what I would think further down on the depth chart. Is this guy going to get more than 50 touches this year and they're going to use him in a lot of different ways? Well, like you said, they are talking about it a lot. And I think this is a guy that will help a young quarterback like Bryce Young and being that he can help define those reads for him even more. Not that I feel like he's going to need a lot of the help, but this is a guy when you can throw in some wrinkles and that's what he is going to be. And I think that's fantastic for him uh, to be in that offense to be able to do that because you look at San Francisco's offense and the creativity they have in the run game and what they do with Debo Samuels and how that will kind of define reads in the run game and the pass game. I think that that's going to help for sure because if you can get him to break on a big run early in the game or even sometimes if it's for a minimal game, it's still something that the defense has to look for. It's still something that the defense has to worry about to protect the edge and uh, to look for Chenault when he's in the game and you think he's going to get the ball and then you give it to Miles Sanders or you give it to somebody else. So I think that he can help in a lot of different ways, especially if he can be effective uh, early in games and early in the season. All right, so we get different stretches of hype for different receivers. We'll see who it is next or maybe LaVisca just decides to take all the hype for himself. Who knows? But that's what's going on down at training camp, at least at the current moment. Wes, you're going to leave us. What do you have on the docket 
in the next couple of hours before you join us again at 2 o'clock. Well, I got the Clemson Tigers coming in the building. I already saw Tracy Sweeney Dabble's brother. My mom bought him a pound cake by. <laughs> uh, bought the Clemson Tigers a pound cake. I told him he's not going to get another one, though, until Wake beats him. So, uh, yeah, I told him I'm tired of feeding them, letting them get the good uh, the good pound cake, and they keep pounding the Deeks. Um, how many pound cakes has your mom baked in the last three months? Probably four, I think, three or four. It feels like more than that. Yeah, she's not enough. Keep, she can keep baking that. It's one of my favorite things to. when she does it. You know, I mean, she, it's great. she makes them late at night. And we're just hanging out, and she's in there cooking and stuff. And especially if I'm up late enough to get a nice warm piece. Yeah, it, it brightens my day anytime you bring them in the studio, and it's been happening a lot more frequently lately. <laughs> All right, I did want to ask this question to the text line before we move on. What's your go-to karaoke song? 704-570-9610. We're getting Smash Mouth on the text line. For Aaron from Mallard Creek. Yep, that's the one. Aaron from Mallard Creek writing that in. We're getting some ZZ Top. That's what Copeland Jokeland saying is Frank Reich should sing some ZZ Top. What's your go-to karaoke song? 704-570-9610. We'll be back with some more Carolina Panthers discussion and some ACC discussion live. Day two for us here at the kickoff event. Live Uptown Charlotte at the Westin at Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That is an amazing song choice. I appreciate you, sir. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We're live at the Western Uptown Charlotte. Finney's already mad at me, man. I, I think, you know what? I will take some responsibility for you and your good attitude starting to dwindle because you have taken lump after lump, and I'm sorry about that, to be honest with you. I did not expect Wes to be wearing your pair of shoes, the only shoes that you were about to drop some serious money on, and then Wes showed that is such a power move. I did not expect him to do that. You know, you're not supposed to kick a man while they're down, but that's exactly what Wes did to me, and... Mm -hmm. uh, and then Shroppy comes back with music that I imported into the log myself, and it's all... Who, who it all, sent it to you? Uh, who sent you that song? <laughs> you need to stop it. And you never, you never compliment the music that I play on the station when I'm clearly the best DJ well, that in would, the history of WFNZ. That song, yeah, <laughs> that song hit a little different, okay? It's from Blueprint. We did it for the Blueprint series. We gave you a little Jay-Z, and I appreciate Shroppy for bringing it back despite Blueprint not airing. It, it, it is what you have said, and it's a drop on the station. It is an all-time booty mover. 
that is a line I went with, isn't it? Yeah, I do. I do like that drop. 704-570-9610. Feel free to text us your go-to karaoke song. Um, Molly wrote in that Proud Mary was her go-to karaoke song. And let me tell you, Molly did a great job performing Proud Mary one time. Uh, it's actually the best karaoke performance I've ever seen. Did she do her proud? Yes. Yes, she did. <laughs> she did. She did do Mary Proud 100%. Yes, it's fantastic. 704 said Purple Rain. If you're going to come with Prince, then you better go hard singing Purple Rain. That's got to be a tough song. Like, that's one where you sing it and you're asking to be made fun of because you can't hit it. But at the same time, if you just – nobody's going to care about how well you sing it. So, I th- actually, I take it back. Nobody's going to care. You go with Purple Rain. I actually do like that choice. All-time you're, booty mover. <laughs> you're, you, you're, you're a music guy. Is Prince's halftime performance the best halftime show you've ever seen? Probably. The one that I liked more was when Snoop Dogg and you had Dr. Dre and Eminem and 50 Cent was upside down. That's just going to hit more for me. But if we're just talking about the best, yeah, it probably was Prince. Because Prince is one of the best musicians of all time. Yeah. So Prince doing that is going to be great. Uh, Mint Hillbilly, I-, I love the dichotomy here of Mint Hillbilly writing in on the text line saying, Ice Ice Baby is my song. <laughs> oh, I, we got to hear that. I mean... <laughs> Can you picture a better text name with a better song? I love everything about that combo. Woody in Huntersville said Bobby Darren, Mac the Knife, okay. 252, this is a good one. Real crowd-pleasing go-to karaoke song, The Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, you just got to make sure that it's going to be real late so there's no kids in the room. But I would imagine that is true. Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang is a great go-to karaoke song. So feel free to give us some of your go-to, 704-570-9610. What do you got, Fitty? You're laughing. It seems like you want to hop on the mic for some reason. No. What is it? No, I just, um, you know, the Marlowe Militia, it never... It never ceases to amaze me. Uh, one of the, the leaders of the militia just uh, gave me a handwritten note that I can't repeat on the air. Um, but let, let's just let the people know that they are out and about. When Fiddy's on location, the Army follows. So you're saying you couldn't get into an actual ACC media event, but one of your Marlowe militia members actually got into this media event? Yes, which just really goes to show you the conspiracy theory. I, I'm pretty sure you went to Lynx. You were probably there because we get off the air at 3, and you were just hanging around doing anything. No, no, no. I was working. You were at Merchant and Trade saying you gave pictures of me and Flounder. And no, we're I'm like, sorry. I got the rundown ready to go. <laughs> yeah, we're on the wall. We're on the wall. Fact, They're saying don't let them in. And in fact, Flounder, I told him to send Uh-oh. me some interviews well, so we, I can we, cut him up, and then he didn't do it. You know what, though? i got to give a lot of credit. To the guy that's back in the studio right now, Shrop had done such a great job. I literally only had to cut one press guy. So we we appreciate you wanting to help us out, but really what you should have been doing is getting us in. Okay. Yeah, you should have been giving them the our pictures and saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. let these guys in when they come up to the door." All right, well, it's been a lot of back and forth arguing. We we sound like an angry couple right now. All three of us, four of us, if you want to include Shroppy. Let's get to some better news. Let's actually talk a little bit more about the Carolina Panthers training camp day two. The big storyline. If you go to ESPN, you click on the main storylines. Number one above all the contracts, the Justin Herbert contract, Andrew Thomas contract, the other teams reporting for training camp. Number one storyline yesterday, Frank Reich says Bryce Young is QB1. And everybody started to roll with it, at least nationally. I am proud of local media, and I'm proud of the fan base for understanding this was always going to be the case. (laughs) So I saw that, and Frank Reich says, yeah, Bryce Young is QB1. 
I guess you have to talk about it, understandably, because it's official. But we already knew this. And I'll give Frank Wright credit. It's not like he was misleading anything. It's just what people were starting to pick up and run away with. Oh, Bryce Young is QB1. Yo, Frank Reich has been telling you this the entire time. He's been taking QB1 snaps. I guess it is official that he will be the week one guy. But even Frank Reich talking about Bryce Young, saying we're very pleased that he has picked up enough. We anticipated this. We expected him to be the guy that was going to be the starting quarterback. He's going to be your franchise quarterback moving forward, and we're ready to name him that guy as soon as day one in training camp. But I guess my question is, how much of a legitimate news story is this, Fiddy? Is it news at all? No, it, it's not. I think what it was when he announced him the starter or named him the starter yesterday, it was just another another, I guess, test that Bryce Young has passed because it feels like, you know, they, well, how's he going to handle OTAs? How's he going to handle minicamp? How's he going to handle the first day at training camp? And he's passing with flying colors. And if, I guess every time that we see him on the field, he re he, he just continues to confirm why they traded up from nine to one to get him. And despite the, 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 the concerns about his size and stuff like that, this guy is the franchise quarterback that they haven't had since prime Cam Newton. And he's the reason why here locally and maybe even nationally people believe this team can compete and win the NFC South this year. All right, Tropy, let's go back to the Planet Kia Studios, play a couple of these sound bites. Let's go with the Bryce Young soundbite first where he discusses how much of a blessing it is to be named the starter already. That means a lot. That's a that's a huge blessing. Um, you know, I, I always trust the coaches, and I want to do everything I can to play whatever role it is that I'm called on to, to help the team. Um, so you know that that means a lot. And you know, for me, it's doesn't change my approach. Uh, make sure that I take things day by day. There's a lot that I want to grow, keep keep growing in, keep improving in, a lot to learn. Um, and you know, we're we're all in the, as a team in this together. Um, you know, so um, you know, I, I want to do the best I can to to master my role so that as we all do as a team, um, so that we can push and, and achieve our goals. So uh, it doesn't really change my approach. Uh, for me, it's it's a it's a day by day approach. And you know, we'll we'll watch the the good and the bad from today. Um, we'll, we'll go back, we'll learn from it, and then we get another opportunity to come out and and try to perfect it tomorrow. As polished a rookie speaking to the media as you can get, you know, we're probably going to run out of the compliments here because it's going to get boring at some point, but at least he's polished right now. That's all that matters. And when we play a Bryce Young soundbite, it never fails. The text line wants to talk about how he sounds like a 12-year-old, okay? <laughs> I totally get it. Now, despite you thinking that he sounds like a 12-year-old, Frank Reich talked about how he should not fool you in that regard. Don't get it twisted. He's a grown man. Go ahead and play the soundbite, Shrappy. We do think that LaVisca is a guy that can be versatile. So, um, you know, and I think as a co offensive staff, you know, we've all had experience with guys that we've had, right? <laughs> but, you know, we have to look at LaVisca, you know, for him, you know, and for our, and how it fits in our offense. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dip our toe in the water on some of that stuff and, and see how it goes. And, and that's something that, that doesn't have to be in full bloom week one. You know, you can... That can be in, in the beginning stages in training camp, and then the more success and momentum it gets, you build it. So that would be more likely the path. All right, so that was a LaVisca Chenault soundbite, so that was not the one that I was going for. But look, <laughs> I, take, no, I take responsibility. It was a quick setup. You know, we're not, you're not seeing me, so that's, uh, that's all my fault. I do want to go back to it after the LaVisca praise, more LaVisca praise. Let's go back to the Frank Reich soundbite, Troppy, where Frank Reich does talk about how Bryce Young, yeah, he might sound young, but don't get it twisted. He is indeed a grown man. Let's do a take two. Bryce will fool you now, you know, because he's got this quiet demeanor. But uh, I like the way Scott said it. This is a grown man. 
Uh, this is a stinking grown man, and he's he's in control. Um, he knows what he wants and how he wants it done, and uh, and I think that th that's a good place to start from. I'm really interested to see how aggressive he's going to be. We talked about it in the opening segment. I wanted to get Wes's take before he ditched us for the next two hours, and then he'd hop on at 2 o'clock once again. But I really am interested because it was nice to see the first day of training camp. You actually challenged downfield a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even someone, Sam Monson, was discussing this, a part of Pro Football Focus. You had some guys discussing how it was nice to see him throw downfield because so many times in OTAs and just some of the rookie minicamp, the workouts, it was all 10 yards from the line of scrimmage stuff. Just really possession type of routes run by Adam Thielen ever so slowly moving the ball downfield but not necessarily throwing it 20 yards or more past the line of scrimmage. We got to see that twice yesterday and only 12 of pass attempts, a part of team drills, 9 of 12, so you were completing a lot of it as well. He looked really good. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's going to be rookie of the year after one day at training camp. We can be logical about this, but I think also another logical take to have about it is you couldn't ask much for a better day from Bryce Young in day one than what he showed you, and it all it all adds up because of how much praise he's been getting from Frank Reich, the coaching staff. Anybody who's watched him has talked about how much of the real deal he actually is. All right, so two things. Is, is for Frank Reich, when he says stinking, is that his version of cussing? It probably is. <laughs> so that, that's what I took away. Secondly, is him throwing the ball downfield the evolution of how much more and how much and how much in uh, command of this offense he really is? Because remember, they were kind of going step by step. So maybe it makes a lot of sense for him to throw a bunch of short underneath stuff. But now he's evolved and he's got more control and, 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 and a better understanding of what he wants to do. And now he can let it fly. And I think we saw at Alabama. Does he have the arm strength that some of the quarterbacks had in this draft class? No. You, Anthony Richardson's arm talent's probably better. It's, it's probably a stronger arm. So is probably C.J. Strouds. But that accuracy, man, it, it, it's, it's real. And if you give him time, he's going to throw that ball, and he's going to throw it deep and throw it accurate. Well, and it's not weak either. I mean, he threw with enough sauce on it that it actually got through a couple of defenders going for the football, but it still got to DJ Chark in a timely manner, and so it was fantastic. So that's what we got to see, and Bryce Young has been playing very well in the moments that we've been able to see him. All he can do is take advantage of the opportunity that we've seen so far, and that's exactly what he's done. You mentioned Frank Reich saying stinking his ver is his version of cursing yeah casey steve said not just a grown man but a stinking one <laughs> a stinking grown man at that and that's exactly to what, what i want my quarterback to be here's another thing you talk about just expanding the offense i don't want my coach to coach his quarterback scared i don't want you to be scared of what your quarterback might do turning the football over and that's what you saw at times with sam darnold and that's what you saw a lot at the very beginning with baker mayfield I think in the first game, you had the deep connection to Robbie Anderson. It was like the biggest moment that he provided for this team last year. And then you were scared to death to have him throw downfield. I don't think you're going to be doing that even in year one with Bryce Young. You're going to do the cliche stuff, get the ball out of his hands quickly, put guys in motion, provide a lot of eye candy, blah, blah, blah. You've heard all this. I want there to be that threat of challenging 15 yards or more downfield. And I think Bryce Young can provide that right now. So you're not going to be able to just contain everything, especially when you have Terrace Marshall Jr., fantastic go-route guy, 
and same thing with DJ Chark. And they challenge downfield in different ways. With Chark, you have more so speed. But even if you catch up with TMJ, he'll out-physical you at the point of attack. He'll go get the football at its highest point, not Steve Smith-esque because Steve Smith was as good as anybody despite his short stature. That's why he was so good at challenging downfield. But Terrace Marshall Jr. will be physical and go grab those 50-50 balls. You have enough pieces to make that kind of offense work, and it doesn't feel like they've had that in the last couple of seasons with the quarterbacks that have been under center. Well, and also, Walker, when, when you go from 9 to 1, you can't afford to coach that guy scared, and also neither can Frank Riley. Like, like this is his last stand as an as NFL head coach, more than likely. It's very rare you get three head coaching jobs, unless you've got a Super Bowl title or, or something like that. Frank Reich doesn't has, does not have that to his, uh, to his name at the moment, so you've got to be a Aggressive. You start out with, with, with two division games, and we've lamented all offseason, hey, this division is not good. It's up for grabs. So if Carolina comes out of the gate and they're 2-0, they've already got a leg up in the division, that's going to play a big role down the stretch. So I love it. I want to see this offense be aggressive because I think they've got enough of the right pieces around them and they got the right scheme around them to, to be a very effective offense with a rookie quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see, really. Okay, they, 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 they've shown that in training camp. How much are they going to show when the Jets come to town for joint practices? And when Bryce Young does step on the field in preseason, how much are we going to let him – how much are we going to see him rip the ball down the field, or will they go back to the small controlled routes type of stuff? We've talked about the signal caller on offense. Let's go to the position that is usually the signal caller on defense. Linebacker, we're pretty set with the top two guys at Shaq Thompson and Frankie Louvu. But there's another guy making some noise, at least in the beginning stages of training camp. Let's go to the Frank Reich soundbite on Kamu. Gruger Hill, Hill, excuse me, and how well he's playing with a lot of confidence. I just think he's playing with confidence. You know, he's he's just played a lot of football. Um, you know, he came into the league and really made a name for himself as a as a special teams player, as a guy who's you have to deal with on teams. But then he's really taken that to a new level playing linebacker. So he plays fast. He's instinctive. He's smart, and then he can make plays on the ball like you saw today. I like him. I like him as someone that can help out. No, he's not going to overtake a top-two linebacker spot, but I do think that he'll be able to provide some depth, especially if Brandon Smith doesn't live up to some of the anticipation that we had for him, a guy that we really liked. And who knows? He could be a Jermaine Carter that gets a larger role but maybe doesn't make the most of it to have him long-term. If that does happen with a Brandon Smith in his second year, maybe Gruger Hill can be that guy for the Carolina Panthers. 704-570-9610. We're taking all of your thoughts, your texts, your comments. 704-570-9610. Go to karaoke song and maybe some thoughts that you've had on the beginning stages of Panthers training camp. We'll be back with plenty more here on Weston Walker, second day at ACC kickoff you're listening to sports radio 92.7 wfnz whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
State all-conference cornerback expected to join us here shortly. Aiden White going to be hopping on the mic, so excited about that. Dave Doran, too, going to be hopping on the show a little bit later. Kate Klubnick, Cedric Gray, lots of talented players and some interesting head coaches to talk to a little bit later on. It's Weston Walker live from the Weston Uptown Charlotte for ACC kickoff. Day two for us, day three for the event overall. I did want to talk about some college football takeaways that we got from yesterday where we had more teams that are a little bit more locally driven we got to discuss, and that includes Duke. Jeff asked me on Charlotte Sports today what were some of my main takeaways, and I just really enjoyed talking with Riley Leonard, and I got to see some of the interviews that Mike Elko held, and I'm coming away more impressed from what Mike Elko said. It seems like they're pretty damn focused on the right stuff, and genuinely so. Where Riley Leonard is discussing with Wes Bryant, number one Riley Leonard fan, saying it doesn't matter if you rank me number one or number 17, that he appreciates it, but at the same time, it's not going to change anything that I do going into the next season. And I was just really impressed with Riley discussing his relationship with Coach Elko. When Elko gets off of the plane, as soon as he is named the new head coach for Duke, he immediately goes to his guys and says, we're not going to have some buffer zone. We're going to win now. We're not going to wait until year two, and that's when we're really going to start picking up. We're going to win right now, and that's exactly what they did, and they did so right at the beginning of the season. Fiddy, you cut up a lot of audio from ACC Media Day yesterday. What were some of your main takeaways and some of the bigger storylines you thought of? Yeah, no, I'm going to follow up on, on, on Riley Leonard. Just really just really impressed by him. He, he seemed very confident, and like you said, this is a team that's 9-4. and four. They're getting as much flowers as a 9-4 and four Duke football team could ever get. They've got a chance in primetime, week one, Monday night, hosting Clemson, a chance to really make a statement and say Duke football wasn't a one-year wonder. We are for real. And the more that you hear Riley Leonard talk, Mike Elko talk, you kind of believe that last year wasn't a fluke and that, and, and that they're going to be here to stay for the foreseeable future. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, how do they shake out in the new look ACC where you don't have divisions and stuff like that. But Riley Leonard went toe-to-toe with Drake May a year ago. Like he, he was, he, it, was, it was a one-possession ball game in the fourth quarter. And Drake just turned on the magic at the very end. Exactly. So, like, this is a guy that is good enough and confident enough to go into any venue in the ACC and give his team a chance to win. Well, and Flounder... Duke is returning a lot of guys, and so it's not like oh, yes. one of those situations where you have a good quarterback, but can that be mitigated by a bad offensive line, which we saw with North Carolina, especially at the end of last season. That's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, don't remind me. Yeah, so <laughs> Riley Leonard isn't as good as Drake May. He's not going to be the second overall pick potentially in the upcoming NFL draft, but the dude is a real dangerous QB, and you have a good offensive line, and you have guys returning on the defensive side, so that's not a liability like Drake May might be experiencing next year, even if you expect that unit to be better in Chapel Hill. Really like what we get from this Duke team. It seems like that's going to be the adopted show, much to Fiddy's <laughs> despair and even yours. But we have been hyping them up quite a bit, and they were pretty impressive yesterday. I mean, how could you not? Like, I mean, here's the thing. I think they deserve it after last year. Like, not only did you have a really good year in the ACC, and people will say, well, it's the ACC. Man, they went to their bowl game and smashed yeah. UCF, man. They smashed that team into the ground. So... They deserve a lot of the hype. Here's the thing about Riley Leonard. Yeah, he's probably the third best quarterback in the ACC, but you're talking about two dudes that could very well be in New York for the Heisman Trophy presentation that are ahead of him, Drake and Jordan Travis. So, Well, yeah, I mean, even three, as much as I like them, 
you said that kind of matter of fact. Yeah, where, right. Where, where, are, where are you on the Cade Klubnik train? I have. I would have Cade probably fourth. I, I just. I don't me, hate it at all. I mean, to look, me, he's not proven enough. Well, look, we got one. So and look, and we're gonna have Cade Klubnik on. I imagine that North Carolina game gave him a lot of confidence because you're talking about a weird situation, and of course he'll never admit it, but it was a weird situation to never know how many snaps you were going to play mm -hmm. every single week. Okay, is this the time where Coach Sweeney is going to move on from DJU because of some play that he got frustrated by, and you're going to throw Cade in and then maybe not even go out there for the next series? If quarterback is a rhythm position, that was denied of him last year. If you predicate that position on rhythm at all like what kind of rhythm could you build i'll tell you the one time that you could think of it's north carolina and the bowl game now if i remember correctly i can pull up the stats we can get our research team on it the very good research team that we employ here at wfnz but the bowl game wasn't great for him if i'm not mistaken no, it wasn't not really and i don't think a lot of people are talking about that well everyone well and everyone's discussing just his north carolina coming out party and it was a great game i mean throwing downfield with accuracy but if he would have followed that up with a bowl game, we'd be discussing it a lot. But he didn't, and so we're just still focusing on the ACC championship. Yeah, but I think if you go back to the bowl game, I remember watching it, and I follow a lot of Clemson fans on my Twitter timeline, or X, if you will. It's still Twitter. You know, there's there was a lot of people complaining about the play calling, the game plan going into that game. It, it makes it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. There's a new offensive coordinator. And Clemson, that's going to get the most out of him. So you're right. Had he followed it up with a dominant performance in the Orange Bowl, maybe you would he would get, be coming in with a lot more hype that he's going to be the next guy to win a, a national title for Clemson. I think the dude's legit. I think he's the biggest reason why they're going to win this conference. They're going to go back to the college ball playoff because I saw enough against my defense, which isn't saying a lot, where he came in after one drive or two and was the best player on the field, and on the same field that Drake May was playing on. Oh, I would disagree with that. Will Shipley's the reason that if they're going to win the ACC, it's because of Will Shipley. Uh, now, you need good quarterback play from Cade, but like... They won it without consistent QB play last yes, year. Yes, exactly. And so, so Will Shipley was able to help you. You depend on your quarterback to get to the college football playoff, not win the ACC championship. Yeah. If you get better quarterback play next year, then that's going to get you into a top four spot and that's back into a familiar territory because he went 30 of 54, 320 yards, but no touchdown passes and two interceptions against a much better defense than what North Carolina gave you. And so the fact that his best game came against an awful defense there are plenty of questions still. There are plenty of questions, but the guy's talented. There's no doubt about that with a new offensive coordinator. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Aiden White going to be joining us on the other side. All-conference cornerback expected to be one of the top guys taken whenever he declares for the NFL draft. As long as he lives up to the hype, and there's no reason to believe he won't. All coming up next, Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.